everyone, and welcome to Seven Mild Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school, I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've probably known for like 10 years, I want to say, which is crazy. We used to teach together when we were both living in the D.C. area. She was a history teacher. Um, We also were in a women's prayer group together. But most importantly, we were in an informal wine club together. (laughs) She has since moved to the U.K. and I miss her, but I love having international guests. It's Jackie Martin. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you, Julia. It's so good to talk to you and to hear your voice after not chatting with you for a little while since we've moved here. So it's so good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Is it true? Like, when did you start teaching um, at Ireton? So I came in 2011. Yeah, so it's been like 10 years. Right. And I'm wondering, because we both went, were at CUA at the same time, our paths right. must have crossed maybe there at some point and we just didn't know it yet. Yeah, I forget that we were we're both alumni and, and we were there around the same time. Um, you were a politics major, is that correct? So I majored in history and secondary education. I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long time ago. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? Sure, sure. So before Catholic, I uh, grew up outside Philadelphia. I have always attended and then taught in Catholic schools. So it's been over 30 years uh, where I am now in life. This is my first school year not being in a Catholic school. So it's a big change. And I, like Julie mentioned, we moved, my family, my husband and my daughter and I moved to England uh, almost one year ago for my husband's job. He's an assistant principal at an American school on a U.S. Air Force base. Um, So we've been here and we've just been Exploring the English countryside. It's a different pace of life than Northern Virginia. Um, You know, some days I see more sheep than people, which is just an interesting, it's just a different pace. So that's, that's where I am now. Um, I've been a teacher for 17 years and it's just, um, it's been a great joy in life too, because I've met wonderful people, the students and friends like you. Aw, well, I'm glad that you are still teaching. It's got to be at least nice not to have the traffic of Northern Virginia though. It is. It is. Yes. The the But we have different kinds of traffic. I was stuck behind uh, farm equipment the other day. And so that, that caused me to be delayed. It's just different. It's just different. But yes, yes, it is nice not to have the, the intense traffic and the pace of Northern Virginia. It's much slower here in the English countryside. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the reasons to moving down to Richmond. A lot of people are like, well, what brought you down here? And I'm like, oh, just a slow. It, it's, you know, it's still a city. It's, it's not like slower, but um definitely less traffic, which when people freak out about like traffic down here, I'm like, y'all have no idea. Like 10 minutes is not traffic. <laughs> right. No idea. Exactly. It's a whole other, a whole other animal inside yeah. the beltway for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I'm so glad that you are here and I'm excited to talk about the passage that you picked. I'm going to have you read it. It's from Ecclesiastes. We're doing Ecclesiastes chapter three. Do we decide verses one through eight? Yes. Yes. So whenever you are ready, I'm going to have you read that. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance 
a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Okay, I can't wait to talk to you about this. So we are in the book of Ecclesiastes, which is in the Old Testament, and it is a book in the wisdom section of the Old Testament. And the wisdom literature is known for being very poetic. A lot of the books in the wisdom section of the Old Testament are attributed to King Solomon, even though he probably didn't actually write them. He was known for being a very wise king of Israel. And so... um, if, if it was him or if a, a writer attributed it to him because he was known for this this poetic kind of wisdom. And this book of Ecclesiastes in particular deals a lot with like the cycles of life, which we very much get here. Um, so that's a little bit of introduction of like the book and kind of where we're at in the Bible. Um, king Solomon was the third official king of Israel. He was David's son. And we could do a whole thing about him, but we won't. Um, but this is a very famous passage. And so I'm curious, Jackie, why did you pick this passage? Yeah, I'm nodding along with everything you were saying, that background, like so much of this um, I didn't know, which is one of the reasons why I love your podcast. You just have the best guests who have lots of different inter- and insights in yours too. Um, so what draws me to this passage is just its simplicity. You know, I think the the parts of the Bible, at least for me, can be intimidating in that mm-hmm. I, I don't know, maybe I don't know the background or the historical background or the background of the people, but this passage I feel like can apply to anyone, anywhere, at any time. And Mm -hmm. I like the repetition in it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sinks in with me. And I think sometimes too, I could add add my own things to it, a time for this and a time for that, a time, Mm. you know, to be happy and a time to be sad on a very basic level. Um, I like the framework of it, the structure, but again, just what draws me to it is just like how simple it is. And then I can pray it over and over again. And every time think of something, think of something different, depending on what season of life is, is currently happening. I love that. I love that you, like, like you mentioned, you can fill in kind of our own things and add things to this because it is so fascinating and and beautiful. And that's the beauty of scripture is that this was written in the BC era, but yet here we are 2000 years later and be like, yeah, I could totally relate to this. It's used at funerals. It's um, been put to popular music, which we kind of talked about and you were a history teacher. So I don't know if you wanted to elaborate on how this was used in the, in the 1960s here in America and in the UK. Yeah, sure. So I did teach us history for many years and it was wonderful. Um, and I, when we talked about the sixties and the seventies in my classes, I would let the kids or, uh, students choose songs. And this was always an option. Many of the kids had heard the song, um, turn, turn, turn by the birds and Mm -hmm. they could identify with it. And also you can see how, or kind of listen to and have an appreciation for this song in the climate of the 1960s and seventies, um, with, uh, like social change and racial change and things happening, not just in the United States, but around the world as well. And I don't think that's too far from today as well. Mm -hmm. The different changes, like social changes that we can see happening and feel happening. And I I thought that the kids always were drawn to this song, like because of that Mm -hmm. reason. 
Yeah, when I teach the book of Ecclesiastes um, to my middle schoolers, I always play this song too. It's always fun to kind of be like, so what was going on in the 1960s? And they'll be like, the Great Depression, World right, War II. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right, 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 right. Y'all are or, so- were, you, were you alive then? No. I know. Oh my gosh. They have no concept. No concept. I, I would right. think with the high schoolers a little bit better, I would hope. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was often struck by high schoolers uh, for many reasons, but one of them was they had a better kind of grasp of of that time. And I think they made it their own as well. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I think, um, you know, it's been a few years since you and I have taught high school, mm-hmm. but th- that was something I loved about high schoolers is that they they were so able to apply I think, and do more critical thinking, which middle schoolers still are learning. <laughs> you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Like those years of adolescence, like their burgeoning sense of justice and yes. um, like like social justice is just fascinating to see, watch, mm-hmm. like happen. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So I'd love for you to maybe elaborate a little bit more. You mentioned that we can apply this, you know, to our, our world today. Usually I jump into that a little bit further down the line since, but since we're talking about it, you know, um, how this applied, it was relatable in the 1960s. Um, how do you see it relating to people today and where we're at? Sure. So on a, like a, a personal level, if, if, if that's okay to talk about now, totally. or did you mean, yep. okay. Yeah. So, no. um, you know, personally in this season of life here, where, where I am now, like far away from home, like I, I think about this passage a lot in that, what strikes me in reading it is um, in one part, just like the word choice, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to love and a time to hate. It's the and that sticks with mm-hmm. me because it's an and, not an or. Mm-hmm. So I can feel grateful for the opportunity to be here and miss the United States and, you know, going to Target, like all those like <laughs> creature comforts. Like I can enjoy this like break that I'm having from teaching now and really miss it. Um, and that kind of, I, I, I think about over and over again. And then it just reminds me of different times in my life where like I felt, you know, more than one thing. My, uh, my sister passed away two years ago and the grief that came up with that it was again, like I was drawn to this passage as well, like a time to cry and miss her and a time to be happy that her, that she's not suffering anymore. Like I can feel those things and be reassured in this passage at the same time. Like so much of that isn't linear and we can Mm -hmm. have that and instead of the or. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of resonates with me, like as I read this over and over again as well. Yeah, I love that you brought that up when we were speaking before we started recording. You know, you'd mentioned that that was kind of one of the things that stood out to you. And it's amazing how I've heard this so many times, heard that bird song so many times, heard this at funerals so many times. And I've never really been drawn to that word and, but you're so right. And I think in our culture today, we want those highs and lows or we remember those highs and lows. And I've kind of been meditating, too, on just like how the middle and kind of the in between or the the both and like that's okay, And that's. That's normal. I don't know why our society focuses so much on the the highs and the lows and the ors, if that makes any right. sense. It does. It does. I agree. I think we spend a lot of time and a lot of life in the and, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in that in that area of feeling both. And whether you have a season of like anxiety or a season of loneliness, like mm-hmm. it, it, like there, there, you can feel that and mm-hmm. as, with another thing at the same time, and it will all know come 
full circle at some point, if that makes sense. <laughs> totally. No. And I, I think that's, I think we're slowly starting to realize this a little bit more. I think our society is obsessed with like labels. And I think that's maybe why we want to like have just one thing or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we are realizing more and more that people are complex and that's okay. And that's good. And that should be celebrated that I can be Catholic and also love popular culture. I can, you know, love um, boy Agreed. bands and karaoke and a dive bar <laughs> and also be going to church on Sunday. And I've always struggled with yes. that too. Like I felt like I've had to be in my life the or like, you know, it's like just compartmentalized this or that. But now at 40, I'm finally just like, you know what? I am all of these things. And that's what makes me complex and weird and great, you know? Awesome. awesome. And yay for 40, by the way. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. And, you know, being like a lifelong Catholic as well, I felt that too, where, you know, I, do, I feel like in some ways I don't fit a you know, a, a traditional kind of Catholic mold in that sense, but that mm-hmm. I can fi- find my own way to do it. If not, not, you know, straying from too far from any like church teachings or whatever, but like to find how I can be in both places. Yeah. And um, you've meant, you know, this passage very much is about the seasons of life, right. And the things that we go mm-hmm. through in life. Um, and you've said seasons of life a, a couple of times. Like, can you maybe go into a little bit, what do you mean by like a, a season of life? Like, what do you mean by that phrase? I think for me, it's just been, you know, a time period that you can't like clearly define, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but one that you're currently in, but maybe mm-hmm. don't know when it ends, but when you look mm-hmm. back on it, then you can kind of see it as, as a season mm-hmm. um, or just a time, I guess, in your life when you're trying to make sense of something mm-hmm. or... A, just a, a, a time period where that's defined either by, you know, like where you are or what you're doing or an experience that's happened to you. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I think that um, I'm always trying to, again, I think we're just so, or at least I, maybe it's just me. I'm obsessed with like definitions, right? <laughs> like my yeah, teens were this, yeah. my 20s were this, my 30s were this. And now as I enter my 40s, but it doesn't have to be so, a season of life doesn't have to be that clearly defined, Um, And I think I've also struggled with that in my life, too, of just being like, oh, in this particular season of life in my 30s, I'm supposed to be achieving this or doing this or this is what it looks like. And I've learned, too, in my 40 years that, like, it's not that defined. You know, a season of life can extend more indefinitely. We were talking earlier, too, about just like, you know, what is your timeline for being in England? You know, and it's right. You don't know. Maybe it's an and. We don't have one. (laughs) Right. It's not a this or that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, that like that has taken, that's something I, I'm working on Julia and <laughs> where like you don't know and being okay with not knowing is mm-hmm. a, is a weird place to be. But this, this passage just reminds me that everything in its time mm-hmm. and I don't know that time and the times in my life that have been the hardest have been the times where like, I thought I knew better than God, like looking back on them. But mm-hmm. like just being okay with not knowing and being okay with the season that you're in, you know, like you, I thought, you know, by this age, I should have this, by this age, this should have happened. And I don't know, like I'm going to be 40 in January. So maybe it's the freedom that comes with being 40 of just, you know, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, well, this is what it is. And this mm-hmm. is the season of life I'm in now. And I should just, just enjoy it for what I can, which is hard to do. I don't mean to make that sound easy or you know like to Pollyanna like that that can be hard and I'm I'm mm-hmm. like I'm working on that yeah and I think um you know this passage deals so much with the 
um, concept of time, and you just kind of mentioned um, time as well, that there is a time for everything. That's the first verse. Like time is such, and now we're getting very, I'm getting very abstract and philosophical, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about definitions and, and, and timelines, and, and time is such a human construct. You know, all of these norms that they're all constructed by us like it's not and we're if we're talking about mm-hmm. god's time god is not confined by that linear anything you know he's not confined right. by anything um so mm-hmm. i went to actually this is totally an aside but last last night i went um my friend is taking a religious studies class and so she wanted me the religious friend to like go with her to a, a temple service and i was like yeah i'm down you know i teach yeah. Old Testament. so this is how i spent my friday night last night jackie it was a hot friday night I love it i love it yeah. <laughs> i love it my daughter went to a jewish preschool i am on board 100 yes yeah i mean I, I tell my students too i'm like i'm going to a temple tonight guys and they're kind of and it, there is like there's this mysticism, I think, around it by design, you know, and even as Catholics that build have built our faith on these foundations of Judaism. Anyways, yes. the, the rabbi was talking about like the creation stories and the creation stories, too, are very much about this like timeline. And I always try to tell my students like, it, you know, maybe he did it in seven days. Maybe he didn't. Seven is a, a sacred number to the Jews. Like it means more than just literal seven days, you know, because God is uh-huh. outside of that time. And so the rabbi last night, too, was kind of talking about like that first day. And like, if light was created on the first day, but the sun and the moon weren't till like, day four, that already kind of creates like a linear problem. So then it shows sure. that like, God is more So like, what was that light on that first day? And like, I don't know, it was just, this is related, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> Sorry. I I totally think it's related. Judaism is such a beautiful faith. Like it, it's just so natural. And that the way that time plays into that. Sure. Yeah. Right. So time was just making me think. And then the creation stories too. It's like, it was the, the attempt at, you know, at the time to, to come up with like what the concept of creation was. And, and we are so limited to this time of days and hours and, but God is outside side of that anyways. Um, right. No, I totally agree. This is making me think of Kairos. Like, I, I, mm. did we go on the same? We did. Yeah. I can't remember. Yes. Yes. The same The same retreat and how our time is not God's time. And I, right. I feel very humbled about thinking about that when I think, like, I know better. Like, this should happen here and this should happen then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just, it's just not. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not the way. Right. So I guess oh, to bring it back to the passage, like, when we talk about there's an appointed time for everything, just it's, it seems trite, but like, yeah, God's time, Kairos, is is uh-huh. not the way that we think of time. It's not that linear. It's not that timeline. It's not that, you know, the same concept of light that I was referring to. Like, it's just God's time is that's why it's so hard to know, you know, what's, right. what's next and what's the next season of life, because God's time is not how we see it or structured how we see right. it. Right, right. And our seasons might be different from what like he envisions our seasons to be mm-hmm. and how they overlap or begin or end. Like, do they? I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like this. And then we're talking about seasons. I, I don't know. I'm assuming in the UK it's similar, right? Similar right now. Um, fall is you know, here. And I love I love fall because you feel this transition of time. You feel this transition of from like the the hot to the cold and it is kind of that and it's like that in between mm-hmm. of it's both hot especially here in virginia it's like both really hot yes. and it's, fall. it's like really hot and then it's really cold and it's hard to live in that and so like i want to embrace fall and in the in between as much as i can right now 
Yes, yes. Well, here um, it has been fall, um, like fall weather, like crisp, and it is really rainy here. I know that sounds like a everyone says, oh, it's raining in England. You shouldn't be surprised, but it does. Mm-hmm. It does rain a lot, mm-hmm. but it hasn't rained lately. But it has been getting like dark early. Mm-hmm. Um, like early at night. And so our time, our clocks actually switch back tonight. I okay. think yours are maybe next week, next week but yeah. yeah. So ours mm-hmm. are tonight. And so um, talking to like some friends, I call it like capital D, like the dark is coming because we have such little daylight, like way up here. And, you know, that is a dark season. And mm-hmm. so just thinking about like that darkness and like, I know eventually like it'll be light for, it'll be late here in the summer from, you know, like 4am to 10pm. But now it's totally flipped of that. And like this dark season is coming and like mentally preparing for that, which again, like goes back to the light you just mentioned with the, Mm -hmm. from your temple. Um, So that season, like the coming of that season definitely has brought up some, some feelings, I think. And just remembering um, for me, so we've been here almost a year thinking about, okay, so we left this time last year, like, what was that like? All this not knowing, moving across, you know, to another country in a pandemic, like, what's that, what's that going to be like? And just everything that's happened in the past year has definitely brought up those feelings, like with this change in season. Yeah. Like, so when you're talking about the dark and the dark is coming and it is here for us too, I do struggle with, with like winter and dark and cold. I don't know if that's the same for you. Do you like embrace that time or is that a hard time or struggle for you? I do. So I can embrace it for a couple weeks where, you know, you get your cozy blanket, like you watch your Hallmark movie and then I'm just <laughs> over it. Like I'm just, I'm just like done. Like I, I don't want it. So I do have a hard time with that. Um, They sell these lamps here. They're like sad lamps and you're supposed to put them on to feel like vitamin D or whatever. So I got one of those. So we'll see how that um helps. But I de- definitely affects mm-hmm. me. So when the sun is out, I try and get out, you know, as much mm-hmm. as I can and soak that. And it, again, it's just like a good reminder to enjoy the sunlight when you have it, whatever your sunlight is. If it's peace, if it's happiness, if it's being content, if it's, you know, talking with a friend or family, like whatever your sunshine is, like enjoy it while you have it. Mm-hmm. And I think this passage too, sense. yeah, this passage, I think it's hard to see in those dark moments that, oh, the light will come and the sun will come and the spring will come or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, kind of metaphor we're, we're using. Um, and then, and, and again, like we just, you don't know when that, that season is going to end sometimes like you, you know, it might be right. really either literal or metaphorically. We don't know when that, um, that sun or that light or that warmth is going to come, but I guess holding on to the hope that it will come you know, but it's hard. Yes. Yes. And the hope is hard. The hope is hard. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And like, I feel like when you're in one of those seasons of uncertainty or sadness, um, that it's very hard to, to, well, it's hard to be in it, but it's also easy that I feel like to question God, like, why me? Why are you doing this Mm -hmm. to me? Like, why is this happening to me? But I've, I've kind of thought about the other side of that, where you are in a season of of happiness or a season of everything's working out or a season of light that do we ask God like, Oh, why me? Like, why do I have all these good things now? Mm -hmm. And so why should I ask in the bad times why that I deserve that, but, Mm -hmm. and not ask it in the good time, like in the, in those seasons as well. So I've been thinking about that too, with this passage Mm -hmm. as well, if that makes sense. Sorry. I'm like totally going off the rails. No, 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 no. You're doing great. We're doing great. We're doing great. great. Um, (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I guess, um, what what else stands out to you? Is there are there any other words? We've talked a lot about the word and, which is awesome. I love when we used to do Lexio Divina when I was in the convent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I felt like, I don't know, we always felt like I felt like I had to pick a word that was really, you know, deep or like really maybe obscure. And like, and is really, you know, it, what I would do with the students too, the, right. the kids would be like, I'm going to pick the as my word that stands out to me. And I'm like, all right, I mean, you can pick it, but like, you got to back it up. So I love that you picked and, and we're like backing it up. But is there anything else that you, yeah. that stands out to you from this, from this passage? Well, I think the word time, and mm-hmm. we kind of have talked about that with mm-hmm. like you're talking about about God's time. Um, like when I read it to myself, I think the word heal mm-hmm. comes out often. Mm-hmm. Just thinking like, like what what am I trying to heal, or how can I help heal somebody else if I could? So that word often jumps out at me. And then something else I try and work on is a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Like how often do I maybe say things I shouldn't or get involved in things I, you know, shouldn't, or do I ever, how often do I need to like take a pause before I say something? So things like that, I try and work on. I try and work on too. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that, um, you know, the wisdom books are very poetic and I, you know, you mentioned too, that you like mm-hmm. the rhythm of it and like the re- repetition of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm drawn to that as well. I like the kind of weird metaphors, not weird. They're, they're pretty straightforward. Like the, the time to plant and a time to uproot, like that can be my, you had, I think plucked, but mine, mine says uproot. Yes, pluck up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like that though. Yes. I like it. I like the visual of pluck. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm surrounded by so many farms now mm-hmm. that the, the, the farming life is something that I had not thought of before, but like seeing that and seeing uh, like witnessing the fields and the harvest and all of that every day, like on, on my way to, to school, I drive by all these farms and just seeing that is has brought in a new meaning for that. Yeah, me too. I don't really think of the literal because I'm not a farmer, but I'm sure for <laughs> for those like during this time period, they were so much dependent on the cycles of the the sun mm-hmm. and you know and and everything like that. The Jewish culture for sure, like they I, I'm always fascinated by mm-hmm. how they built their calendar off of the cycles of the moon and their feasts and all of that. But mm-hmm. um but plants and uproot can also be like you're talking about moving, you know, like to a time mm-hmm. to make roots in a new country or time to make roots or time to move. I think that plant can be not just for farmers, but like where Mm -hmm. we're at, where we're at Mm -hmm. physically in our lives too. Yes. The scattering. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like as we get older and people spread out like the, Mm -hmm. the scattering and I think the reassurance too of every matter under heaven. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing that I could think of, or, you know, I might try and plan for every matter under heaven and I'm going to fail at that, but it's all been, worked out for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does your verse seven say? Um, my verse seven says a time to tear and a time to sow, okay. a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Okay. So mine says rend. And I was going to ask you, <laughs> I, was like, I don't even know what it oh. means, but that makes sense to tear and then to sew it back up. That makes, okay. that makes sense. Okay. Cause I like okay. just the word rend is not one that I use often. <laughs> I like share sure, better. Sure, sure. <laughs> right, right. Is there anything else? Um, that stands out to you as we kind of wrap up here? Any last thoughts or reflections? I mean, other than whenever I see A Time to Kill, I think of Matthew McConaughey in that movie. <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> comes to your mind, but <laughs> it's a good one. It doesn't, but oh my gosh, now it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think just, no, I was just grateful to have, you know, the time to talk with you about this today and um, just to learn from you about it has been very meaningful for me. Thank you. I'm always I like, you know, I want, obviously I've tried to get guests and 
it's always fun when I I have a friend and I and I know we know each other. But I'm always like I feel right. like God gives me the the person I'm supposed to talk to at the moment and like the passage I'm supposed to reflect on in the moment. So thank you for choosing this passage. It's one that maybe I hear so often that I'm like, oh, you know. Um, so I love that. No, I know, but I love. I didn't mean that. Like, yeah, as a, no, as a read, but I like. I, no, no. I love the opportunity to really dive into it because I think I just glance over it as like, oh, it's one of those popular ones. I, you know, right. Yeah, but it's just so simple. It's just so simple. Um, we were talking about seasons before and like the coming of like fall and winter and cold and darkness. Um, have you started your Christmas music listening yet? <laughs> um, I have, yes. And I started watching Hallmark movies. And because of the delays of the postal system, I've actually already started wrapping presents to mail back to the U.S. So yeah, we're like full on Christmas. We've got Christmas stuff, Thanksgiving and Halloween decorations all out. And I'm just like, I'm here for all of the seasons. I'm just living in all of it. And it's just great. <laughs> so the for listeners who don't know, like, I, I remember we had a conversation like when we taught at the high school and I don't, what, how So how early do you start listening to Christmas music officially? When is the time? Well, so usually like the beginning of November. Okay. I would start. Because okay. it's just so joyful and you don't get that long to do it. <laughs> so you're one of those people and like me with my heart of stone. I can't remember the exact words that you said to me, but I know that I gave you some kind of like judgmental look or comment and uh, you said something like, do you, do, what do you have against joy, Julia? Or like, what, something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was joking, but it was like, yep, I have a heart sure, of stone. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I would call it reason. Uh, my husband, Patrick, is very opposed to Christmas before Thanksgiving. But here in England, they don't have Thanksgiving. So it's already Christmas oh, everywhere you go. Got so. it. Um, I mean, they're on board. We all just need to get there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Jackie, it's been so nice to check uh, to check in with you and to chat with you, yes. um, especially about this passage. Um, again, I'm always like struck by how it's like the perfect person and the perfect passage at the perfect time. So thank you. Is there anything at the end that you would like to draw our attention to? Like, I let guests give social media or websites or anything you want us to check out. Oh gosh, not that I can think of. Okay. Nothing. No, I'd be grateful for other people's recommendations for social media <laughs> websites and things to follow. God, no. <laughs> I love it. No. Well, if you all want to follow me on social media, I'm at Instagram at Seven Mile Chats, all spelled out. I'm also on Twitter at Miss Struckley One, M S S T R U K E L Y One, and you all can reach out and follow me there. You can. I'd love to talk to you about being a guest or talk to you about scripture. So please find me. And um, yeah, Jackie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Bye, everyone.